How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Weekend Variety Show for Saturday, October the 23rd. Hey, folks, hope you're having a great weekend. And today we are doing a mailbag. Haven't done one of these in a while. And so the mailbag prompt that I gave to you was, what is the last game that made you feel something? What about it made you feel that so profoundly? Thank you very much for submitting your answers, and here are some of them. I've got to say, there was definitely a lot more commonalities amongst the games that were referenced. There were a lot of popular options. For example, one that a lot of people brought up was Marvel's Spider-Man, obviously a very popular game. The game was referenced by Destinova and Sendil and Evil Mike, and here's what Mike said, quote, When I heard the prompt this morning, the game that immediately sprung to my mind was Spider-Man. I started playing it shortly after Stan Lee passed away, so the scene in the diner was particularly special for me. Even more than that, though, Insomniac really drove home how important relationships are to Peter. It was the first game I can recall actually moving me to tears in a long, long time. That emotional connection was one of the reasons I recommend the game to pretty much everyone. End quote. And I think this is really one of the strong things about video games. It's these emotional connections that you can create with the characters and that the characters create with each other. I think this is especially prominent in games like Mass Effect. We have a, a thing here from Cronus who started playing the remastered trilogy, and they said this, quote, It was great to revisit all of my old friends and crewmates as I traveled through space trying to save all life. There was just a lot of nostalgia, joy from helping and saving others, sadness for the members that didn't survive, end quote. Right, it's all about getting to know these characters, and, and in this case, being able to re-experience those characters with older and fresher eyes. Besides the characters, I think the greater narrative can also have an impact on people, we have one here from Dean, who talks about Night in the Woods, because of its genuine, relatable narrative, and they said this, quote, Depression can seem like a common theme here, and I've definitely put down the game after a session, unsure if I felt happy or not. By the end of the game, I found myself facing real issues in my life, and filled with some hope that things can and will be better, end quote. That's why I love video games, you know, as soon as you start being introspective, you know they really hit something. By the way, that game was called Night in the Woods. A lot of people like it, if you want, like, a narrative-driven game. Here's a great one from Easy Cheese, who talks about the Assassin's Creed Valhalla Discovery Tour. Now, this one surprised me, because the Discovery Tour versions of Assassin's Creed are usually used as, like, educational tools. They strip away a lot of the gamification and, and just kind of let you explore the world. And I guess this version added in some storyline elements to help guide you through it. And they said, hey, I ended up learning a lot, which is really cool. And also, the storyline that they put into this kind of educational experience was emotional and impactful. And I think that's really cool. I think the ability to weave in learning about history with a storyline like this is something that's pretty unique for games, and I don't know, I just like to see it. I really liked this one from Lamar555, who brought up Outer Wilds, which a few other people brought up as well. But I liked this line in particular, quote, the sense of wonder, exploration, and discovery brings me back to my childhood years, where I practically lived in my own imagination. End quote. I thought that was super cool. Uh, you know, the game's ability to bring back creativity and awe that maybe you don't experience in your day-to-day -day life anymore because you've grown up, right? They go on to compliment the game's soundtrack, which is a whole other conversation, of course, and a great sense of accomplishment when you solve the puzzles. Okay, the last one I would like to touch on here comes from Ravendark, because they, they, they actually talk about something that is very important, and I'm going to quote the message in full here. Quote, 
I was super happy to find unexpectedly that a couple of games I've played recently have moved away from the gender binary, and that made me feel very seen. Most recently, Sable, which is a beautiful, delicate, and quite touching game, has some NPCs identifying as they. Also, No Man's Sky, despite the title, which I get as a play on a well-known gendered expression, refers to all characters as they. These small things are really positive steps towards recognizing that the view of gender has evolved, which is very meaningful to us non-binary folks. End quote. I think this is super critical, and something that all media could benefit from, not just gaming. And it's something that I try to practice, especially with these mailbags as well. Just to let you all know, for future mailbags, uh, I tend to default to they-them. But if you want me to use your preferred pronouns, whatever they are, uh, just make sure you include them in your introduce yourself message in the Discord. Or include it in your mailbag message, either way is fine. Okay, but I'm out of time. Thanks so much, folks, for tuning in. Greatly appreciated. I'm going to be back tomorrow to answer this prompt myself. And then, of course, back with the news on Monday. So until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hey, uh, just to let you know, I'm going to try playing the lo-fi music on the After Show again. I said I was going to do it for a few days and then just totally forgot. And I got a few people who were like, eh, I kind of don't like this because it's hard to focus on the things you're saying. And I got a few other people who are like, hey, where did that go? That was super great. So I, I don't know where we're going to land on this yet, but I'm, I'm going to try it at least for a little bit. I'm going to try and get over this hump of like, ew, I hate new things because this is the point of experimenting. And if you hate it, just don't tune in for a few days. It's fine. <laughs> we'll see how it goes, okay? I'm still very interested in your feedback, so send me messages as you desire. All right, cool. So what's going on with me? Um, ah, you know, same old, same old. Normally I answer this prompt in the after show, but I'm going to actually do it tomorrow because I have a lot to say. There's a lot of different games that make me feel a lot of different things. I think I might have been able to phrase the prompt a little better because I was kind of hoping for some more variety of like, I don't know, I felt excitement about this, or I felt community and friendship through this, you know, whereas I think for the most part, we just got, what did you feel touched by? What made you sad kind of a thing, <laughs> which is totally fine. But uh, we had a lot of prompts in there that were not able to be said on the show because they were spoiler heavy. Anyway, so I'm going to bring some more variety to it tomorrow. Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll say one right now, which I'm probably not going to say tomorrow. You know, I recently started playing Super Metroid, played it on stream, talked about it yesterday. And that game, well, actually, I said it yesterday, that gave me game gave me a sense of, like, surrealism. I was talking about how I was picturing my dad playing this game as a 16-year-old, and me now touching it however many years later. I mean, yeah, there, there's surrealism there, there's... Actually, like, I'm, I'm very impressed by the game, if that's a fair feeling to have. I'm amazed that something from 1994 can be so entertaining nearly 30 years later. You know what else I love, actually, now that I think about it? My, my brain is going down this hole. I think about games that are designed to specifically give you certain feelings. And when I say that, I mean like the whole game is kind of packaged that way. Of course, a narrative heavy game where there's like somebody dies. Okay, yeah, obviously that's designed to make you feel sad. But I think about a game like, oh, I already forget what it's called. Oh, it's literally called Unpacking. Okay, it's a game on Steam. It's not out yet. Comes out on November 2nd. I just remember the trailers. It's called Unpacking. It is literally, you have a box full of possessions in a room. You have to unpack those possessions into a nice looking space. And it's like partly a puzzle game and partly a make things look nice game. And it's so clear that they have designed this game to just be satisfying. When you play it, you are going to be hopefully satisfied. 
Maybe there's a heavy puzzle element, in which case you might get frustrated. I don't know the game well enough, but the presentation and the trailers, at least, were like, this is a calming game about unpacking things. That's super interesting to me, this idea that you're in the mood for experiencing a certain something, and so you're going to play a game built around that. I mean, that's what the whole cozy game thing is, right? Cozy games, wholesome games, like Animal Crossing, Cozy Grove, Sardew Valley. These are so geared toward an audience who just want to feel content for a little bit. And there's no problem with that. It's it's a really great thing. And I totally get it. Like, I, I feel like I know these games quite well because both Shelby and her mom and her sister are all big fans of these games. They all have their own Nintendo Switches and they all played Animal Crossing for an extensive period of time, especially her mom. And her mom plays this game constantly and other games like it because her life is friggin' chaotic. She's got a 50 million things going on at once. She works with kids every single day who are always flying off the handle. She comes home and makes dinner every day because she's this huge chef who makes something new every day and is making like these extraordinary elaborate meals, which obviously she gets enjoyment from. She does it for a reason, but you know, it's pretty chaotic. It's a lot to keep track of. And then she's able to just sit down and get comfy with the Animal Crossing characters that she loves, who are familiar. She can spend some time decorating. That's what video games is about, you know? There's so many different, like, I don't know. I guess, I guess other media can be the same. Like, you can watch a show or a movie that provides different feelings. You can listen to music that provides different feelings. There's the lo-fi that we're playing now versus, I don't know, death metal. And I'm glad that video games can do the same thing. And, and they can be really effective because the controller's in your hands. You're the one experiencing it. That's so cool to me. Okay, anyway, I'm out of here. Thanks, folks. Back tomorrow. And until then, farewell.